1: And this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. This week's episode is proudly brought to you by Made With Love. Made With Love is a complete pregnancy journal designed to be used right from the decision to try and conceive. Best known for the little white book Wedding Planner, Megan Hutchinson created Made With Love with the help of mothers, fathers and a midwife to ensure it was perfectly designed for every stage of the journey to parenthood. She wrote it while pregnant herself, customising each week's pages with an understanding of the specific stage of pregnancy the user would be going through. Made with Love is comprehensive with regular checklists throughout, plenty of extra pages for photos and notes, dedicated partner's notes, LMC and scan appointment pages, baby shopping and hospital bag checklists, antenatal appointments, records and reflections post-birth. It is suitable for all couples, including those using any kind of fertility assistance available at she said yes.co.nz at dimples global baby or google made with love pregnancy journal for more stockers. hannah also used the made with love pregnancy journal throughout her pregnancy which is really awesome so it's a great connection for the sponsorship of this episode so yeah thanks heaps meg for your support as always i really appreciate it and i would love for you all to go and show meg and the made with love pregnancy journal some support As part of this week's really special 100th episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, Meg from the Made with Love pregnancy journal, Hannah and myself have teamed up to donate this week's sponsorship to Little Sprouts NZ which is a really amazing New Zealand charity and they support new families in New Zealand to have the best start in life. They give away free life-changing baby boxes to vulnerable families, and that includes everything that a baby needs at birth, plus extra health and safety items. They also provide a lot of other stuff too, so it's a really amazing charity, and I'm super happy to be able to donate this week's sponsorship to them. In today's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I speak with Hannah Barrett about the beautiful birth of her daughter, Billy Rose Barrett. Hannah takes us through their journey to falling pregnant and how she felt throughout her pregnancy, she takes us through deciding to go for an obstetrician for her care and a planned induction that was a really positive and beautiful birth story. So it's a really lovely episode um, to hear if you are thinking about an induction or you end up having an induction uh, that they can be yeah super positive like Hannah's was. And then she takes us through her postpartum period When we recorded this episode. Billy was only two weeks old um, and Hannah's just doing such an amazing job. I'm super grateful that Hannah was willing to come on the podcast and share her journey with us and she also shares throughout the episode some uh, products or services that she's used throughout her pregnancy and postpartum period that really helped her so I've linked those in the show notes as well. Just before we jump into the episode, I would love to remind you to either hit the subscribe button on the uh, app platform that you're listening on, leave me a review or a star rating. I really love to hear from you guys, and your feedback is so appreciated. I'd also love to hear from you on message or on email if that's the better way for you to reach out. I love connecting with you all, and yeah, I really appreciate it. If you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your stories. And don't forget to take Kiwi Birth Tales. I love seeing where you're listening from and what you're listening on and what you're doing with your day when you're listening. So, yeah, I'd love for you to share. I will stop talking now and let's jump into this beautiful episode. Hi, Hannah. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hello, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked. (laughs) No worries. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family, just in case um, someone lives under a rock? (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) Oh my name's Hannah and I have a two-week-old daughter named Billy Rose Barrett and my husband is Bowden Barrett and he plays rugby.
1: Awesome, very cool. And you guys live in Auckland now, right?
0: Yes, yeah. We live in Auckland. We moved up from Wellington at the end of last year and we're moving to Japan for six months in December, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, wow, big move. Very cool. And do you want to talk us through, um, I guess, what the journey was like to pregnancy for you and Bowdoin? Yes,
0: absolutely. Because I actually get asked this question quite a bit on Instagram. And to be honest, I was really lucky. I came off the pill a year before we started trying to have kids. I just wanted to give my body a bit of time just to sort of settle because I'd been on the pill for a while. And, um, We, it was actually really funny, Bowden kept saying to me, Hannah, you know, you need to stop going to all these bloody festivals, like let's settle down and have kids, and I was just like, (laughs) one more, one more, and so I, we agreed, you know, we were going to Thailand for full moon party with some friends, and we agreed, you know, on that trip, we'll start trying, and I pretty much, um, pretty much fell pregnant straight away, so I, I was really lucky.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And then the party's over, right? No more, um, <laughs> no more festivals for a while. Yeah. Just sober festivals. <laughs> so the yeah, parties. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. And were you tracking your cycles and did you have pretty regular periods? How did you find out, um, that you were pregnant? I did have quite regular
0: periods. Um, and I just had the app, but I wasn't yeah. actually taking note of the days or anything. Um, it was, we came back from Fiji and I was like, I just feel quite weird. I think, um, Mm. maybe, you know, I should do a pregnancy test. And he was like, Oh, okay. And yeah, it turned out I was pregnant. And one of the first things he said to me was, Oh, I thought you were showing in Fiji and I (laughs) would have literally been two weeks pregnant. I was like, you bastard called a three course lunch. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I hope that um I hope you haven't let him live that one down. <laughs> no, we crack out about it all the time. And I like, remember yeah. the time you said that? I'm never forgetting it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. And how did you find um that first trimester? Did you have many pregnancy symptoms? Did you have any morning sickness or anything like that? Um, the first
0: try was quite rough. I remember being in bed thinking, do not forget how terrible this feels (laughs) it was like a hangover sort of nonstop for four weeks and I found like the worst thing was you can't tell anyone you're pregnant so you just feel terrible and you don't exactly get the sympathy
1: (laughs) yeah 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 that first trimester can be really um really tough and did you notice that after the sort of first four weeks it subsided the nauseous feeling or um how did you find the rest of that first trimester
0: I was probably quite nauseous towards the end of the first trimester. And then once I got into second, I was just living my best life. Um, Yeah. I felt really good. (laughs) And then, you know, third, it goes back downhill again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And had you decided to go through a midwife or an obstetrician? What sort of care model did you decide to go with?
0: So I um, used an obstetrician and it was purely because my mum had used obstetricians with us kids yeah. and she was like, Oh, I just think it's a good idea. I didn't have any, um, you know, complications or anything. Yeah. I know that's why some people use obstetricians, but, um, mm. yeah, I was really happy that I went with an obstetrician in the end, I think as well. Cause before I was pregnant, my two biggest fears were childbirth and being eaten by a shark you know that feeling of being in like yeah, open water and the shark comes yeah. up from underneath you that yeah. was like a serious fear of mine with childbirth um so I think being like using an obstetrician for me it just made me feel a bit more like things were under control
1: yeah 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 fair enough and how did you find um the rest of your pregnancy. So did you do the standard testing that they offer in New Zealand and yeah, what, what other sort of pregnancy symptoms did you notice? Um,
0: I actually did, I sort of did everything that they suggest that you
1: do. Um,
0: and you know, thankfully my pregnancy was quite cruisy. Um, Billy was breached for a bit. So I had like her head, sort of rubbing against my ribs for Mm -hmm. a large portion of the second (laughs) trimester and um that sort of generated like a nervy pain um but I was prescribed a little patch called a clonidine patch which is really good if anyone else sort of gets that rib pain and it sort of eases it a bit um yeah I'm trying to think what other symptoms I had I um yeah that would probably be the the worst of the lot
1: yeah yeah and did you keep pretty active did you manage to sort of keep exercising or what did you find that was like yes
0: I did so I um I go to a gym called playground which is sort of like a high intensity class but you wear a heart rate monitor so I was able Mm to make sure I wasn't going too hard but like for me in my mental health I have to be working out whether it's pilates a walk or you know something more intense I just feel so much better afterwards so yeah. I did that right up until actually the morning I was induced I was at the gym <laughs> and, I mean I was battling when I started at yeah, the gym yeah, I sure. was like <laughs> rolling around on the ground but you know
1: it's I'm, I got it done yeah nice good effort um awesome cool and I know I think you did a gender revealed, didn't you or you found out the sex of Billy didn't you yes, yes yes we did the um nips the nips
0: test yeah nice. um just to check genetics and yeah we found out the gender
1: yeah cool awesome and what about um birth education so antenatal classes um I know I sent you the your birth project course so how did you find sort of all that and did you end up doing anything in person or was it all sort of online
0: Um, I really like the online stuff appealed to me just because I could do it in my own time and, um, at my own pace, you know, so I loved your course. And what I found really useful was actually the breathing. I just did that breathing all through my contractions, which really helped. Um, we also did, uh, an antenatal class. We just did one in our house with three other couples. Cool. Nice um and that was good like but I do think it sort of goes in one ear and out the other and then you know next you have a baby and you're like how do I said to put (laughs) in the night before we went I I was like do you remember how to swaddle and he was like no and I was like neither we're
1: stuffed no you just sort of um (laughs) you hit and hope a wee bit with, with your first I reckon you just go with it and hope that it works I know. I was like,
0: worst case, we'll just roll her up like a burrito, (laughs) like a sausage roll. Yeah,
1: yeah. very cool. And did you have much, um, I guess, of a birth plan or thoughts on how you wanted your birth to go? Were you wanting to do it drug-free? What were all your thoughts there?
0: Um, I sort of did, and it was actually largely dictated by um, Bowdoin's schedule as well because that has been ever changing the last couple of months and obviously I really wanted him there for the birth and wanted him to be able to spend some time with me and Billy before he had to go off um and I think like my gut feeling is I don't I'm not exactly pro induction because I do think everything happens for a reason when Mm -hmm. it's supposed to happen but so that was like a real dilemma for me. I was like, Oh, yeah. I need to have this baby now, but I don't like the intervention. Mm. Um, and I all all the stories I had seen online about inductions were horror stories. So mm. I was like, Oh gosh. And I and I didn't read a lot of things throughout my pregnancy. I think people can over educate yeah. and then yeah. They get worked up over scenarios that are very unlikely to happen to them, and I think ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah. um, so it did take me a while to get my head around the induction, but I just sort of had to trust the process and know that my obstetrician wouldn't recommend something for me that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I did also have a very open mind. I think, like you, obviously you can't plan. Your birth to a T because you know things are bound to happen that yeah. you didn't want to happen um and if you get worked up over it it's only going to make the situation worse
1: yeah yeah for sure and what about um preparation for birth. So I know you can obviously like Google and it will tell you you can do antenatal expressing and raspberry leaf tea and you can eat all the dates and you can do perennial massage and there's a huge list. Yes. So were you um were you doing any of that before you went into labor? Yes, I did eat all the
0: dates. I was <laughs> trying my best at, I had chopped up um dates on top of my oats in the morning yeah. and it was really funny because I had heard about perennial massage and I was like, Oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not going to ask Bowden to do that. <laughs> and I don't really want to do yeah. this. And then um, one of my followers messaged me and she said, look, I'm a midwife and I would really recommend perennial massages proven to help with tearing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh God, I'm just going to have to do it. And I was <laughs> like, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll actually give it a whirl. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very easily influenced as you can see. <laughs> Um, I did do that as well and I think that really did help me because I didn't tear
1: yeah yeah awesome cool and do you want to take us through um, I know you said that you ended up being induced so do you want to take us through making the decision to be induced and then how they induced you and what the first um, part of that labor and induction process was like
0: Yes, absolutely. Do you have three hours? Because I feel like I could talk about this for a while. Go for it. <laughs> so, yeah, so initially my thoughts were because our baby had quite a big head, um, she's actually got a dad sort of but and has quite a big head and neck as well. <laughs> um, my obstetrician said, look, at 39 weeks, your baby's better out than in, and the longer the baby's in, you know, there can be more complications because obviously you're dealing with a bigger yep. baby yep. um so I thought the best chance I have for pushing this baby with a freakishly big head mm-hmm. out is to <laughs> be induced early so that was sort of and also the fact that um I could control like that my midwife would be there mm-hmm. that my obstetrician would be available and it was quite a organized sort of orchestrated process which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went in on the Tuesday night and um, it was quite a straightforward process. It was actually really funny because I thought I didn't actually know how I was even going to be induced. Like that's how little I <laughs> researched yeah. into it. I honestly thought I was going to take a pill and go into labor. Yeah. And um, my friend Bree was like to me, oh, like I hate to break it to you, but that's very much not <laughs> what's going to happen. Like your husband's hand is going to be right up in there and, you know, it's very, you know, hands on. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I had no idea. Um, so, so my OB came in, um, he put some gel up there and, and then I, we just stayed the night in the hospital. Um, and that was quite, you know, it was actually quite a pleasant experience. The nurse came in and she was like, I'm going to give you this painkiller, Called pephidine or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Next minute, it was the closest I'd felt to being drunk in nine months. Oh. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Can you top this up?" <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I think you're having quite an extreme reaction. You won't be having any more." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, god." Yeah. It. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, we went to bed that night, the Tuesday night in the hospital. I woke up on the Wednesday morning and can we just appreciate how people just storm into hospital rooms when you're in there I was in shock yeah. our obstetrician stormed in pretty much and I was on the ground spooning Bowdoin and on his mattress and he was like get up girl we've got a big day ahead of us um I was like wow this is all good." Yeah. <laughs> so um he then did the stretch and sweep and you know i that was obviously uncomfortable but it's not like a terrible pain and i was also quite excited that you know things were progressing um we then moved across to the delivery suite where i had my waters broken with that crochet hook um
1: which that was quite a weird feeling as well did you have that done yeah, I did. I, I was induced. Um I was already in labor, but I was induced in the end and I did have that little hook thing. It is weird, it's an odd feeling. I know,
0: and it just gushes out. Like I can't imagine what it yeah. would feel like if that had happened naturally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You would um you wouldn't want to be anywhere but um either at home or in the hospital, that's for sure. I know, I know, that's so true. Yeah,
0: so had that done and I had sort of thought, I'm gonna try and like ultimately i was thought i would try and have a natural birth um not have an epidural but i was very open to the epidural so i just thought mm. if the pain becomes unbearable i'm just going to get the epidural and that's all good um yeah so i remember waddling around the ward with Boda, and they tell you to sort of have a walk around when you're having contractions and um, and people were coming up to him asking for photos, and I remember thinking, "Oh my, oh my goodness, god, I'm <laughs> trying to breathe
1: through these contractions."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, and was he was he trying to be like polite and say um, yes, or was he a bit more stern and saying, "My bloody wife's in labour, here oh, guys"? No, he's just got the patience
0: of a saint. So everyone got their photo, and I was, you know, bent yeah. over in agony, <laughs> and then bouncing on the ball trying to you know speed things up as well we were playing scrabble um and then the contractions really kicked off and I had read that if you have an induction sometimes they're a bit more intense the contractions Mm -hmm. um and I sort of got to the point where I was like oh god I'm not going to get a medal at the end of this by having a natural birth and I wasn't someone who was opposed to the epidural so I just decided to go for it um and I'm actually really pleased I did because after that I felt amazing. You know, I just had no pain, just the pressure. Yeah. Um. So then I had a wee sleep for about three hours and I woke up and said to my midwife, because my obstetrician wasn't there, he was coming back at about 6 p.m. and hoping that I was, you know, almost fully dilated. Um, yeah. And it was about five and I said to my midwife – I'm feeling a lot of pressure down there and she was like, Oh, that's normal, like, you know, don't be alarmed and um and then she said, Okay, well I'm just gonna have a look and she sort of had a look down there and she was like, Oh, yeah, you're fully dilated. Can you do a little push for me? And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, did a wee push and she was like, Okay, stop that. I'm gonna have to call Phil and I hear her on the phone to my <laughs> old saying um, Phil, I need you to come now. She's ready to go. She did a wee push and the baby almost flew out. And I remember <laughs> thinking, Do you mind? <laughs> Excuse me. I know. Yeah. So, um so Phil turned up. I pushed for 26 minutes. And I remember thinking, yeah. Oh my gosh, my eyes are going to pop out of my head. Um, yeah. I said, Is it normal? You know, wh- am I going to burst a boiler pushing this much Mm. and they were like no no that's that's normal just keep pushing um so push for 26 minutes and Phil my obstetrician said to Bowden give me your hands and put his hands on put Bowden's hands on Billy's head and sort of wriggled her out and Bowden popped her on my
1: chest Oh, oh my god amazing did Bowden expect that
0: Well, it was so funny because he's very squirmish. He didn't used to eat red meat because he hates blood. Um, And it had been like this running joke throughout the pregnancy because my obstetrician had said, you know, do you want Bowden to deliver the baby? And I said, absolutely. And Bowden said, oh, no, Hannah, I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) And I said, look, I've bloody carried this baby for nine months. The least you can do is (laughs) put your hands down there and grab her out for me. And you yeah. know, he was so pleased he did it. He said that was an amazing feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so did they pop her up on your chest and um, you did skin to skin from there? Yes, yeah. So we did the skin to skin. I had the
0: vitamin oh no, maybe she had the vitamin K. Someone had the yeah. vitamin yeah. K. She would have the vitamin K. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And um then I birthed the placenta and I felt like that just bloody fell out by the end of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. um yeah and then they sort of you know took her away and checked her over she was actually tongue-tied at birth so yeah. um they did snip under her tongue to sort of release that which um obviously helped so much with the breastfeeding
1: yeah yeah and did they try to let her on sort of straight away after
0: you had given birth Yes, yeah. So my midwife then was sort of teaching me how to breastfeed and, you know, it wasn't natural for either of us by any means. Um, yeah. That was a bit of a struggle and I'm actually really happy I went to birth care for three nights afterwards because they taught me how to breastfeed
1: there and I wouldn't yeah.
0: have been able to do that otherwise. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's – that's. um I think a lot of people have a similar experience, so definitely a huge birth care advocate. Um, And how big was she when she was born? She was
0: 7.5 pounds. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so she wasn't huge, um, but – and I think she was 51 centimetres. Yeah, she wasn't huge, but she was a week early. Um,
1: Yeah. 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 She felt big oh, when I was pushing her out. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I bet she did. <laughs> yeah. um, and had you decided on her name before she was
0: born? Um, well, that's actually a funny story because as soon as I was pregnant, we were sort of we had always liked the name Billy, and we were sort of referring to her as that in private um, throughout the whole pregnancy. But we'd sort of thought, oh, we'll come up with a name closer to the time. And it got to like a month out, and I was like, "Devon, I've suggested all these names. We can't <laughs> agree on one. Are yeah. we just going to call her Billy? Like, because we have been calling her that the whole time." And he was like, "Yeah, I think that's a good idea." So, <laughs> I mean, there's no real meaning behind the name or anything. It was just a name yeah. we liked. Yeah. Um, and we, I guess, and we had been referring to her that referring to her as that the whole time. So
1: yeah awesome yeah cool and um I know you said you didn't tear so you didn't need any stitches or anything like that post-birth
0: I just had a couple of grazes um so my obstetrician actually stitch he did do some stitching sort of stitch them up because otherwise they would be quite stingy yeah yeah So I did end up with stitches but not a tear um yeah but yeah I feel quite lucky like my postpartum recovery has been really good I've used a lot of witch hazel and um there's a really cool Wellington company called Viva La Volva. have you heard of that yeah yes I love yeah that. I love
1: Stevie um, the, the owner of that she's really cool
0: <laughs> yeah no she's well I've only emailed her but she seems awesome and I think their products yeah. are really good so I was just smashing those um the wash bottle the the yeah, healing yeah. spray the witch hazel and um Yeah, I'm actually – I think I might be back to normal down there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, awesome. And did you spend a couple of nights in hospital before you went to birth care or did you go straight there? No, we just went straight there. I was lucky to –
0: able to get up and have a shower and then we just headed to birth care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I must say birth
0: care is amazing. Like it's a shame they don't have more – around the country because just those midwives on call, I mean, every time I would try and latch Billy, I was able to call someone and they were able to check the latch and, you know, anything you're not sure of, especially the first time mum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so um, comforting to know that you've got someone who's experienced there on call with you, right? Like just able to help you um, at any time. Yes, exactly. And I,
0: my, my, Personal sort of feeling about it is that, like, the birth to me was a breeze in comparison to the fourth trimester. Like, I so thought, and I have looked after people's babies before, I've got a lot of mum friends. I thought, you know, this will be tough, but I'll be fine. But oh my gosh, like, no one tells you you bleed for four to six weeks. The emotions, I had no idea that I would, like, look at her and bawl my eyes out and pure. (laughs) happiness i wrote yeah. in a snapchat you know um when she's about a week old of me bawling my eyes out saying she is just so perfect and i yeah. am so lucky to be a mum, and i'm just a mess
1: yeah yeah i um, i can definitely relate to that but i think that it is it's such a big thing that you think about the birth for so long because a lot of us have this sort of anxiety because it's so unknown that maybe we don't <laughs> think so much about that postpartum period but it can be um it's a huge shock right it's just it's nothing like you've ever experienced before
0: yeah exactly and I think I think it's really easy to be fixated on the birth like you said yeah. but, um you know nothing prepares you for being up every two hours which is what yeah. I'm currently <laughs> dealing with and you know the lack of sleep and just yeah. the emotional and physical toll on your body
1: yeah yeah and how did you find um I guess bringing her home and you're you're bringing home your new baby and it's just this entirely new experience so how did you find those first few days once you got home and did you notice um like the baby blues or anything like that that sometimes happens when your milk comes in what was that all like
0: um well I didn't actually really know again about the baby blues (laughs) people must be listening to this thinking what does this girl think she was and for because I literally did no research yeah. um I would just sort of rather experience what I experience and not yeah. sort of have all these things in my head thinking that uh, you know I'm thinking these things are going to happen to me yeah but um we got her home and I was sort of unlike what I've ever been like before like I'm a very social person and I felt like Herman the Hermit I didn't want to see anyone I put off mm so many friends coming to visit um I would just every day just put people off f- to the next day um it was quite weird and yeah. I remember one day going to my parents and they had some friends around and um the friends were just besotted with Billy and they wanted to hold her all day and well for the whole time we were there and we got home and I just said to Boden, I don't want anyone to hold her i just want to lie down with her and i just had my hand on her and went to sleep for three hours like it was a really weird feeling yeah did you ever
1: feel like that like you don't want to share them something yeah it's hard to explain yeah i honestly i didn't want anyone but me and joe my partner to touch dry when he was a baby it's it's like um yeah it's like nothing you can explain you just you feel this like overwhelming sense of protection and like, yeah, you just don't want anyone else to touch the baby. I totally get it. And
0: I'm normally quite a chill person. Like I would be happy to, you know, hand her around, but um, I did feel like that. And it, and just not wanting to see anyone and very much wanted it, it to be, just our little bubble um thankfully now I'm getting a bit over that and I've you know branched out done some a few social outings seen more people but um yeah it's it's quite wild the emotions you go through like that's been quite challenging for me
1: yeah for sure and have you sort of um talked through that with anyone like with your midwife or anything like that or how are you are sort of finding that you're managing to um, cope with those changing emotions and hormone shifts and everything that oh, comes with being um, a new mom yeah I have a really good support
0: system in place so I can vent to my family and I think my midwife yeah. Tonya's seen me cry so many times she must think I'm a complete head case. <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm telling myself <laughs> that everyone else she sees probably cries to her too
1: <laughs> yeah i'm sure <laughs>
0: um and yeah obviously you know bowden has been amazing so like i can always talk down about how i feel but yeah. um it is hard with the distance he's away quite a bit and um he's also yeah. going to be away for i think seven weeks at the end of october mm-hmm. and that's like fresh on my mind i'm thinking how will i get through seven weeks
1: but it's yeah. just day by day yeah. isn't it yeah, we, um, we had something similar. My partner plays water polo and he was away for 10 days when Jai was just over a week old. And oh, that was God. honestly the hardest thing ever. Like you have your family around and you have all of these people who want to help you, but your partner is the one that um, I guess you rely on and you have this bond with that no one else is quite, um, quite the same with. So I totally get it. I get the um, feelings of having them, having them away. It can be really hard
0: that is so true and i've had so many amazing people message and say you know let me know if i can take belly for a yeah. couple of hours or take it for a walk and and there is such a strong support system but no one can really replace bowden yeah. in my mind um yeah but you know you just have to get through it <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. And how did you find, I know you mentioned that birth care was really helpful for your breastfeeding um, journey, but how have you found that sort of since coming home and did your milk come in okay and do you feel like you've sort of got the hang of that now? Yes, yeah. So it's actually been
0: um, really good. Like I've got, I've got an issue of almost oversupply is what my midwife called yeah. it. Um, so I have about 40 bags in the freezer of letdown i've just been collecting with my little hucker pump um nice yeah but um it's still painful so it's been almost two weeks and three days i'm still finding it to be quite painful it's i mean it's certainly not a pain-free experience um but i do love doing it like it's quite nice to be able to feed her um i've just bought a breastfeeding a little portable breastfeeding pillow which i think will help me um but i've i was on the phone to my midwife two days ago i thought i had mastitis um but i think i just had yeah. Raynaud's. have you heard
1: of that okay yeah i have i've had I... a few people on the podcast who have that
0: yeah it's, so it's crazy it's like a circulation issue um and the tip yeah. of your nipple can go white and it just makes feeding really painful. So um, mm. I'm just working through that at the moment and trying to, you know, take all the supplements and yeah. do all the things to sort of combat that.
1: Yeah. 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 I, um I hadn't heard of that before until I had someone on the podcast with it. It is, it does sound like it's super painful. And I think um, mastitis is probably a whole different, <laughs> whole different feeling. Again, I had that a few times and, um wouldn't uh wish it on my worst enemy I don't think so yeah I know there's lots of different things that come along with breastfeeding that we just don't know until you go through it right
0: I've heard as much about mastitis I remember someone saying to me I wanted to chop off my boob. I was in agony (laughs) I was like wow you must have been (laughs) in a dark place to have that feeling
1: yeah yeah for sure um and I know that you mentioned that your physical recovery has been pretty good so do you feel like you're um you know you don't have so, any pain or anything like that anymore and are you sort of able to um get back outside for walks and stuff like that or how are you finding that
0: yeah no I have been able to do walks I um nice I I love just being out getting some fresh air is mm-hmm. such a great feeling especially when you feel like you've sort of been cooped up I don't know if other people feel like this, but I feel like I've just been living in the lounge on the couch for yeah. the last yeah. sort of two weeks. Um yeah. so it is really nice to get outside and I think maybe this weekend or next week I'm gonna try and go to a Pilates class and ease nice. back into it. I sort of yeah. I do still feel like my muscles down there are a bit fatigued.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um yeah, so I I think that will just come with time, but Yeah
1: yeah
0: no just easing yeah. back into it
1: yeah awesome cool and are you planning to see a woman's health physio or anything like that before um or during going back to exercise yes so I saw this yeah. um lovely lady
0: called Caitlin her Instagram handle is the the vagina physio it's not exactly oh, yes. yep. I know her. <laughs> yeah 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 she's amazing so I went and saw her just to, um while I was pregnant just to check that my pelvic floor was all in order um, and and she sort of did a little ultrasound and you can see if it's, oh, gosh, crying baby. <laughs> Listen to her. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I went, to, I went and saw Caitlin and she used the ultrasound and checked that my pelvic floor was all working and okay. sort of gave me some tips and some exercises I could do to sort of keep on top of that during pregnancy. And I know she does yeah. a postnatal warrant of fitness, which I'll probably go and get as well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. And is there um, anything else that you feel like we've missed or anything that you wanted to um, include in your story before we close up? Just, I I would really want to say to
0: people, you know, if they're listening to this and they're in the fourth trimester, it's totally normal to feel like a mess and that you're never going to have your life on track ever again because that's yeah. how I do feel currently Um yeah. and I know there'll be light at the end of the tunnel soon but it is a really yeah. tough process and it's not all smiles and rainbows
1: yeah yeah I think it's important to call that out and that was actually one thing I was going to ask you is have you taken um, a break from all of your work stuff while you sort of go through this postpartum journey or what have you decided to do there? Um, So it's funny you say that because I
0: was looking at my emails this morning thinking oh my goodness people are (laughs) sending me follow-up emails and I've just been so slack so I haven't really been doing anything for the last two weeks but I'm just trying to slowly get on top of things now and do what I can um yeah but I'm not putting a whole lot of pressure on myself to um you know get heaps done I'm lucky to be in a position where I work for myself and I can control what I do yeah yeah
1: yeah awesome cool well i can hear little billy in the background (laughs) um so i I just yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast hannah and sharing your birth story with us i know there'll be lots of people out there who love listening to it so i appreciate you taking the time um to chat to me
0: oh thank you so much jordan i better go and feed my little hunger but um (laughs) yeah you go for it was It was lovely to chat and have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Another huge thank you to Hannah for speaking with me for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I really loved recording it. So yeah, huge thank you to Hannah. A massive shout out to Made With Love Pregnancy Journals and Meg for supporting this episode of the podcast with your sponsorship. And again, really excited to be donating that to Little Sprouts, the charity here in New Zealand. And if you've loved this episode, I would really love to see you sharing it on your socials. Don't forget to tag at Kiwi Birth Tales. Leave me a review or a star rating on the podcast app that you're listening on, and tune back in next week for another awesome episode. So excited that this is the 100th episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. And yeah, really just can't believe that it's already been 100 episodes. So thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your support, and I will speak to you next week.